we really looked into texture. Texture was one of the ways that we feel like we can beat competitors. And so what we did is we, I like to call it Ben and Jerryizing the product, right? So we, we took a look at, you know, how can we make oatmeal not just mushy? Um, so we do a mix of oats. There's an instant oat and then a whole grain oat, which gives it a better mouthfeel. And then we also took a look at puffed amaranth. Those are in all of the products, puffed amaranth is, which are those little tiny beads of amaranth that are puffed and popped. So that gives a great texture. They have um, ground flax, which gives it a really nice, again, texture focusing on that. And then that's the base for all of them. And then what we did is added what what I like to think of as really large pieces and and you've tasted it. So we have really big berries. We've used a mix of freeze-dried and dried berries in there. And then we layered on with some really cool flavors like cardamom and ginger, just hints of them so that it, it spices it up just a little bit and we didn't take it too far. Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week so you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. Um, You know, one of those, at least it was for me, one of my favorite kind of comfort foods growing up as a kid was oatmeal. I liked oatmeal. I also like cream of wheat. I don't think many people eat cream of wheat anymore, but that was definitely one of those that I, I loved. I never really thought this was a category that was going to be, you know, improved upon. I, honestly, I hadn't really thought much about it. But Christine Keller, the CEO and co-founder of Moodify, the good mood food, she and her team are taking a stab at it. Welcome in, Christine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Um, I've listened to, I think, probably 10 of the podcasts, and I love listening to all the fascinating stories and people you bring together. Um, I'm a longtime food geek, so I'm totally interested in every person and what they have to say that I've heard on your story, and um, I'm excited to share ours. And I think it's funny that you brought up oatmeal because it is a thing, Um as I've entered this category, and I'll tell you some reasons why we entered it in a few minutes, but um, one of the things that I found out is there are avid oatmeal eaters. People eat oatmeal every single day and love it and love it and keep coming back to it. And you're, you're right, it um, can be boring. Um, it's not that boring exciting of a category. Good. Yeah, boring can be good. Yeah, it's it's not that exciting of a category. And truthfully, there's not been a lot of innovation in it as well. Um, for 
years, Quaker Oats, um, you've got all of the standards, which, you know, they're okay products, but they, they add a lot of sugar. And so we sort of yes. set out to disrupt that with some different ideas about oatmeal and morning and breakfast and your brain and just how we can all eat really good, healthy food. And, and we're starting with oatmeal with our brand. You know, it's funny, you, you bring up the commercial side of the business and the sugar, and that's a little known secret that sugar is this extender. It allows them to get more product by using sugar. But then unfortunately, what's happening is sugar is reprogramming your palate. And now suddenly you want it in everything. And, you know, we just don't need that much. One of the things that, um, first of all, people really need to go to your website because the the colors that you have for these, do you, do you have, is it six flavors or four? We have six flavors. The colors that you have used and the kind of artwork that you've added to each of these individual servings, they're, they're two point, they're a little more than two ounces, it looks like roughly. They're a mm -hmm. little different, you know, based on which one. If you were to see this online or see it on shelf, I mean, it's definitely going to stand out. Um, but I want to read something that you have here on the back. And this kind of kind of struck me is Moodify, eat well and change your mind, a delicious way to nourish your body and mind with foods that can naturally boost your mood. So I think it's clever, the name that you're using, but you're also giving people this idea that, look, you know, some of the stuff that you're putting in your body is kind of messing with your head a little bit, you know, and if you start choosing better food, you can help, you know, modify some of these behaviors. How did you come up with um, this, this idea, a little, a little buzzed oatmeal? You've got so many clever little names here. <laughs> Wow, you packed a lot in in one question. I know. So, I'm just going to um, sit back and let you finish the podcast. Yeah, well, I could, I could. Um, I love to talk about Moodify food. So, um, I guess let's start with that idea of nourishing your your mind with with natural ingredients um, to boost your mood. Um, the idea came to me. Um, first, let me, let me start out, and I hope I'm not going to get too long-winded with it, but let me start out with my background in history because that gives some context to where I am now and where we landed with this. Um, I've had a really long run in the food industry, uh, bringing brands and products to market um, for large companies, startups. Um, I've worked for product innovation agencies. I've worked for even large grocery retailer on the product development and branding side of things. So I have a long career in food. I'm always curious about what people eat, why they eat it, what they eat. Um, and, and I've really worked in, in the area of healthy foods. That's sort of my spot um, because I know and learned very early on that really working with my diet can kind of change my outlook and my physical ability to do many, many things. Um, so this idea was born um, and I'll talk about packaging and the names and all of that as we go. But um, this idea was really born from a piece of work that I was doing for a major uh, manufacturer during COVID. And they were asking the question and wanted me to give a perspective and a paper on, you know, what were people eating? They had to change their diets. We all had to change our diets so quickly or where we get our food and how we were sourcing our foods and what we were eating. We were eating comfort food. We were doing convenient foods. We were just trying to, you know, basically deal with what was going on in the world. And this company really wanted to know how people were changing their eating habits, um, what things that they adopted, what benefits did they want from their food and sort of what things would stick. 
And so I went deep into the hole like I do when I'm doing research paper and coming up with perspective. And I found a study out there that was surveying, I think it was 2,000 people and asking them, you know, what things are they looking for? What benefits are they looking for in their food after COVID and, and beyond COVID? So it was, it was a perfect study for me to be looking at to formulate some ideas. And as I read through this, I think it was a 60-page long paper with all the statistics out there that, that you could imagine. Um, I was sort of struck by, you know, one fact. I wasn't struck by the fact that people wanted to reduce sugar and increase protein. That seemed natural. Like I've seen that a million times. But I was really struck by the fact that in this study, they said that people actually, and it was above re reduction of sugar and increase of protein, that people were looking foods for foods to support their brain and mental health. And, and that put me back just a bit because I had never read that statistic in all of my years of doing food research and consumer research. Never once had read that. Um, and so without sounding kind of cliche, um, I went to bed that night after reading the study and just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and went to sleep. And, you know, I'm not going to say it came in a dream, but I, I woke up with that completely on my mind and just lay there thinking, good mood food, like someone's got to be doing this. It's, it's such a need um, because there's, there's this, you know, whole idea of nutritional psychology that really points out the benefits that foods can bring to your brain. So I, I woke up and got out of bed and immediately searched um, good mood food. And I figured I would have, you know, a long list of products that were out there that could do this. And, and oddly enough, you know, there are some beverages out on the market, but there really wasn't anybody who was leaning into this idea of, of how foods can impact your brain. And I honestly trademarked good mood foods at that, not trademark. I got the website, um, at that moment. It wasn't, it wasn't used. Um, we, we have a different name now, Moodify. Yeah. So then I, um, kept thinking about it. I couldn't get my mind off of it. And I started thinking about what I knew about nutritional psychology and the foods that could actually, you know, have impact on your brain. Um, the other thing I loved about this idea is it's not just about foods you eat um, that can impact your mood and, and your brain. Um, it's about the intention too. So this idea to me has two parts to it. One is really about the nutritional value of food. And the other is to start thinking about mental health. Um, we've all known someone or have had mental health struggles in our lives, but it's, it's a hard thing to talk about. And it's a hard thing to take steps to get to, you know, a place of mental clarity. And I don't propose to say that Food is going to be, and, and exercise too, are going to be the things that are going to change your mental health because they are just one component. And I believe the sort of, you know, basic component of what we can start doing to, um, you know, improve our mental health. Um, in addition, beyond that, there are lots of other treatments for mental health. So we're not trying to say this is a replacement for that. But what we are sure. trying to say is, you know, Let's start thinking about how we eat and start thinking about what we eat and put in our body because it definitely impacts our brain and outlook on life. And you can make big changes by just starting there as a foundation. Yeah, these are good practical steps. Exactly. We, we believe like little steps are like the biggest thing you can do. And, you know, mental health becomes sort of this all encompassing thing that's super scary and, you know, reaching out to professionals on this is, is, is hard. So, you know, it's about just deciding and thinking about your impact, um, with food just at this point, that's, that's kind of all we're starting to talk about. Um, so with that all in mind, when I had the idea, uh, 
I thought, okay, well, what foods could we, could we work with? What could we play with? Um, obviously, you know, you have avocados and salmon, which have high omega-3s, which can impact your brain and, and boost your mental clarity. Um, that wasn't a business that I was real interested in. Um, then I thought, okay, well, beverages could be a good one, but I quickly stopped because I know how hard that industry is for very, you know, many, many reasons. Beverage is very just, difficult um, to be successful in beverage. It, it, it is, it is. And, and that wasn't, you know, beverage and, and fish and avocados and fresh foods, which I believe in are helpful. Um, they weren't really getting to the essence of the matter of like, well, how do I start thinking about this? And so I changed my thinking completely. Instead of thinking about ingredients, I was like, well, what day part would be best? Um, and it was natural for me to say breakfast, right? Start in the morning. That's what think came about to me. It. That's exactly, I kind of thought, you know, why not start first thing in the morning? And where do you typically have an oatmeal? Now, once you end up having it in, on your shelf, then you realize it's a fun thing to go and just grab for a snack anytime, right? Exactly. But you, I think we're all programmed to think, let's go get that nice thing of warm oatmeal in the morning. I like to add a little milk to mine, you know, just exactly. give it the kind of consistency that I want. And that's that's how I would do it. But I think that's smart to kind of start them in the morning. Are there particular yeah. um, are there particular ingredients though that you've kind of honed in on that you think are are missing from some of the foods that you've kind of added in? Well, actually, we took a, a really interesting approach to that um, because I really wanted to be a hundred percent natural, and I do think that there are some adaptogens and different things that you can put in that, that will help you. And we work with some things like probiotics. We started with a CBD product, which is, is no longer available. But really what I do know about grains and nuts and coffee and ginger and berries, those are all things that provide antioxidants and um, can impact your serotonin and dopamine. So it was pretty easy for me once I started you know, pulling apart all the ingredients that have some properties to know that it's actually just real, real whole food that's natural um, and without a whole lot of sugar that can come together in a really delicious way. You're saying adaptogens are not natural. I, I mean, I'm not like an expert no, with adaptogens. Are. Okay. They, yeah. But you'd have to add that. But you'd have to add that in rather than just the natural ingredients that you would use in the making of an oatmeal and the flavor of. Um, of whichever one you've made. Exactly. Like this one is a little buzzed. This one that says a little buzz, which I think is a really clever little name because people think of, you know, either coffee or maybe, um, well, a little buzz gives you different ideas, but you've got uh, cinnamon, cocoa nibs, and uh, coffee with cocoa nibs and cinnamon. That's kind of clever. How much caffeine is in this one? Very little. Um, enough. It's It's about the equivalent of a half a cup of coffee. So enough to sort of get your brain pumping, but you still, you know, it is the caffeine that you have there and caffeine is a stimulant. Um, so that's why that's in there. We, we decided not to work with adaptogens for only one reason. And I, I don't know how much experience you have with adaptogens, um, but they, they're not great tasting. And when we started exploring so adaptogens in our products, yeah. yeah and you then end up we with masking and then you end up adding more things to mask it. Right. So it's like, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. we feel like the, the products, you know, we really think about um, food, the way it tastes is sort of, you know, has to taste good. That's one of our top product development tenants. Um, oh, yeah. It has to taste amazing. That's a staple, uh, no doubt. 
wow, apparently this is about a two and a half billion dollar market. According to, you know, if you can trust what you find on the internet, roughly <laughs> um, internationally or globally, probably half of that maybe in the US, maybe 1.3 yeah. billion somewhere in there. Is that what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, close to two. Some of that data I found might have been a little bit about outdated. So you've got a really big marketplace that you can play in. Um, where are you currently working on distribution? Are you just are you uh, DTC? Are you breaking into retail? What's the current situation? So we are DTC, although that wasn't our first um, go-to-market strategy. Our true go-to-market strategy is retail. Um, and then we, we started our test market in Denver. And the question we had there was, how's our brand? Do people connect with it? How's our food? What channels work for us? So we went out there into the market to find out and we discovered Why some Denver? things that we didn't expect. Um, Denver is what, where I'm from, first of all. And Denver's a great test market for consumers because they're um, not the coastal consumer. So their tastes are a little more, um, you know, mainstream, I would say, but they still edge on the healthy side of things. Uh, if you've ever met anyone from Denver, you know, they probably run marathons and do all sorts of crazy stuff. So we wanted to look at people who are interested in health. Um, and then Denver's just a great test market all around. Um, so we, we, we launched there and we went into some independent retailers uh, some hotels, some college campuses. Um, and we found that those hotels and college campuses were very, very lucrative for us. And, and it was wonderful. And cafes as well. So we added, we bolted on the food service strategy um, once we learned that. What was really amazing to me in as many products as I've launched in my career um, is that we didn't change the product at all or the branding. Um, so I was surprised by that. Well, what's great here is that it's a self-serve. Mm -hmm. It's self-contained. Yep. So this plays really well in college and uh, in, in any place where someone is just not in their home and they can just easily pick it up, boil water, and now they've got it. I mean, that's a nice um, – Yeah, it, it simplifies your business. It simplifies your de – the delivery, I would think. It does, and it also um, – I think offers the consumer a really good choice where there might only be one or two versus, you know, being in grocery retail, which is up against all of the, you know, competitors that you mentioned. Um, the retail markets are doing well for us as well. Um, but it was just one of those things that I hadn't expected for food service to be that strong. Uh, once we finished the test market, we uh, launched into Southern California. I think that's a great market for our products. And we've so far gotten into, you know, all the ones you want to, Bristol Farms, Gelson's, um, Lassen's, Lazy Acres. Oh, Gelson's. So I just had a conversation about Gelson's mm -hmm. the other day. I love that that grocery store. Unreal. They're it such is, a joy to work with. Oh, what I'm I should get I should get paid from Gelson's. I mean, literally as much as I promote them. I mean, I'm on the East Coast and they're they're that's just a Southern California, right? Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous high-end grocery store. And again, I told you, I'm in the mountains Amazing. of North Carolina and we have a low-end Ingles. We felt so ridiculous when we went there to visit my mom and we were we were in the Gelson's and I was walking around starstruck. I'm like, I've been in the mountains too long. <laughs> it's just a grocery store. But it's more than a, I, I mean, it's amazing. 
Yeah. It's that's amazing. We're super honored to be you. there. Oh, yeah. that's great. And for then you. we're launching Safeway Denver um, in December, I believe, end of December. So that's really exciting. And that'll be a really good market test for us to be in a large chain um, against all the hard competitors um, with our products. And so I'm excited to, to do that too. Well, in, so in the Southern California market, what's working when you're looking at marketing or kind of sales strategies to get those consumers to try it? So right now we're working on just promoting the product at drive trial at store sh- at shelf. Um, and we're starting to do some de- demos um, in San Diego coming up in the next month. Demos work really well for us. Um, but really it's price promotion. Um, that's, you know, as a small company, we don't have huge marketing budgets. And so we're playing there and, and spending our money and just supporting the accounts as strong as we can. And, and as you pointed out, you know, our graphics are really stand out and we look different from everyone on the shelf. You do. What, what we found is when we can drive trial, our repeats very high. Um, and you've tasted the products and, and you probably know. Oh, I um, didn't talk about that enough. I, we, I love them. I, I did not mention <laughs> that, but yes, um, great samples. And like I said, I love oatmeal and I was, I was excited to see all the different flavors that you had come up with, which I, yeah. you know, you're kind of just used to seeing the kind of the garden variety ones that you get from the big from the big brands, or you can just get like a plain one and kind of mix it up yourself, but you've done it, you know, all you've, they're all contained in here. You've got one called gone bananas, bananas, almonds, mm-hmm. coconut, cinnamon. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I like that you're using this packaging that is really lightweight. Mm-hmm. You know, people are looking for things that they, they feel like are going to, you know, compost pretty quickly. And it looks like what thirty five percent post consumer recycled fiber. So you know you're you're doing your best, you know, to reuse, you know, where you can to to make your containers. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Are, do you run into problems when you use more than thirty five percent? Yes, because of the microwave heating and the hot water mm-hmm. can break. It's it not down. as stable. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's kind yeah. of the threshold. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and with our development process. One of our tenants, along with, you know, ingredients that are good for your brain and, and healthy and, and very low sugar, which I'll talk about in a second, but um, we really looked into texture. Texture was one of the ways that we feel like we can beat competitors. And so what we did is we said, okay, let's do eat, I like to call it Ben and Jerryizing the product, right? So we, we took a look at, you know, how can we make oatmeal not just mushy? Um, so we do a mix of oats. There's an instant oat and then a whole grain oat, which gives it a better mouthfeel. And then we also took a look at puffed amaranths. Those are in all of the products, puffed amaranth is, which are those little tiny beads of amaranth that are puffed and popped. So that gives a great texture. They have um, ground flax, which gives it a really nice, again, texture focusing on that. And then that's the base for all of them. And then what we did is added what what I like to think of as really large pieces and and you've tasted it. So big pieces of nuts and fruits, um, the toasted coconut, you actually- That really comes through. Yeah, yeah. And the berries, we we have really big berries. We've used a mix of freeze-dried and dried berries in there. And then we layered on with some really cool flavors- like cardamom and ginger, just hints of them so that it, it spices it up just a little bit. And we didn't take it too far. Some of the early ones were a little bit too far because I like big flavors, but um, we backed up from that a little bit. And then we decided 
uh, we didn't want it to be sweet. And as we were going through the testing process, um, my nephew was eating it and I was just like, tell me, tell me about this. And he said, it's good, but it's not sweet enough. And I thought, well, good, good. I'm glad it's not sweet enough because it's not intended to be extra sweet. And so on our packaging, you'll see on the lid, it says not too sweet. Um, we're sweetening with dates. Not too sweet. Eat well, change your mind. Well, you know, look, the good news is if you if you give a great product, people can alter it if they choose. Exactly. If they want. But again, to your point, the um, the mouthfeel was really good on these. And I really like that you could kind of feel the different textures. And it just wasn't this, again, like a, you know, an oatmeal that kind of reminds you of a cream of wheat. That yeah, definitely. Or dusty. They're not dusty. Yes, right. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're referring to. You know, rip the, rip the little lid off of it and pour it in the bowl and poof. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's not happening here. Um, do you have, well, you kind of hint, hinted at this at the top. So your position in yourself is, you know, good mood food. So clearly you could get into some kind of product innovation. You've got six flavors. Um, have you thought about or have people started giving you ideas for maybe, you know, brand extensions and I know it's kind of down the road because you still have to, you know, you want to get your velocities and all that, but. Well, product development is what I do. So I thought of that on like day two <laughs> and our trademark um, covers and I'm excited to get started on it. We have a large mountain to climb before we can get started on it really realistically. Um, but our trademark uh, covers bars and um, tea and nuts and snacks. Um, I want to keep everything in the breakfast day part. And so for bars, that's another really tough category to get into, yes. um, competitive. So we're thinking about baked oatmeal or breakfast cookies in, in, in a different form, but it would be considered a bar under that category. Um, we love the idea of teas. Um, and then I think at that point, we can start working with more adaptogens and different things there. But um, and, and any kind of nut or fruit snack, um, I think there's a million options there. So the plan is to sort of broaden out um, the brand and not just be oatmeal. Um, well, before we go, you mentioned that you're starting to do sampling. Um, talk to us about that. Do you, uh, is that something you do yourself? Do you work with agencies or do you find, you know, fans that, uh, you know, become ambassadors for you? How is that working? Well, um, whenever I can, I like to be the one doing the demos because I learn. Um, I'm a great listener. I love hearing what people have to say about the products, what reactions they have, why they're interested in it, what sticks out to them. So for me, um, as a brand owner, I love that contact with the consumer. And so whenever I can do it, I do it um, there because I can't be everywhere at once. We have some agencies that we work with as well, um, people that we trust and, and who love the brand. Um, so yeah, that's how we do it. But whenever I can, I like to be the one. Yeah, it's just that feedback's you know, so valuable. It's just not. It is. It's it's a gift, but it's just not scalable. So you do work with some agencies to kind of help you get yeah. that that extra reach. Um, now you said you didn't have that big of a marketing budget. Would that fall under your marketing budget? Yeah. 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 And our marketing budget is really solely focused on getting the product in people's mouths. However, the trial comes because yeah. the reaction the to the product has 
yeah, has just been super strong. Um, that seems to be the the silver bullet. I mean, rarely do you hear people say this is the one thing that that works. I think sampling is it. I mean, there is no mm-hmm. better way to tell your product story than to open your mouth here. Yeah, yeah, and then it all comes and, together. And be the positive me. energy. Yeah, breathe the positive energy. One of my favorite things about doing that is um, people tell me stories because the premise of what we're talking about and and the whole idea and mission of the company is to start talking about brain health and mental health. When people understand that, um, there's this beautiful, safe sharing space that comes out and we create an environment where people can talk about that or or they get a look in their eyes like reflection of a struggle they've had or someone they know has had. And, and those stories tend to come out. And that's really what we're talking about because we want to open up that conversation and make people more comfortable talking about struggles and just being, you know, more vulnerable and sharing because community is a part of, of our mental health. I, I think, and I don't want to, you know, make this overly dramatic, but I, I do think we're, if it's not an epidemic, it's, you know, kind of approaching that, particularly with the young kids. Um, they have grown up in a way so different than us. I mean, we grew up without laptops, without cell phones in our faces every day, without social media pressure and all these things. We just had, we got, we had to go outside and kind of work it out, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there was still processed Maybe. food, but not as much. So Probably more. <laughs> pro- true, true, right? But the 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 flip side of that was you didn't have all these other kind of issues like like what we talked about at the top, you know, food and exercise is not the only thing. These are just practical steps. So I think, you know, introducing this into kids, you know, at an early age, you know, better food early on is a great idea. And you already talked about opening up your food service, which plays perfectly in with your mission, particularly if you can get into, you know, colleges and those little breaky kind of snack room areas where they can just you know, grab and go off the shelf. I'm in a hurry. Let's face it, hot water, boom, done. And they didn't fill themselves up with a bunch of sugar before they're heading off to class. I think you're really right on, right over the target, you know, with with that kind of thing. Everything you just said about teenagers is right. Um, There's a special concern, I think, that we have in that issue and area. I think we all share it and see it coming. It's like what to do about it. We do see it coming. Very complicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a complicated. It is. It's like a big bowl of spaghetti. It's like, how do you pull it apart Mm -hmm. and just one by one, you know, just one little thing by one. And we've had these conversations with ours. Yeah. One good thing I do know, and I'm hearing from teenagers um, right now is that there are a lot of options to deal with mental health. There's a lot of discussion in schools about it. There's a lot of programs and resources that weren't available when we were young. Um, I think when we were young, if we had struggles and they were there, um, there weren't very many options for us to get help um, or, or it was embarrassing to talk about and no one wanted to talk about it. So I feel like amplifying the conversation is so important and allowing people to just feel comfortable and saying, hey, I'm not okay. Wonderful. Well. What's the best way for people to find you? What's the website and how do you recommend people start interacting with you? Yeah, well, www.moodifyfood.com. It's a beautiful website, fun to look at. There's some great um, 
tips and tricks and ideas and, and perspective um, on our movement. We have a part of our website that's called The Movement. And then you can also order the products from there. They ship in two days and they're, they're at your door. We have a mixed case. So if you want to try all of them, that's great. If not, if you find a favorite you like, uh, you have that too. Um, we are not available on Amazon as of yet, um, just because we've been really focusing on our retail strategy. Um, so best way to get it if you're not in Southern California or Colorado is to come to the website, ask us questions, give us suggestions. We're, we're open. We want to talk. So, yeah. Well, this is a perfect product, honestly, for direct to consumer because it's lightweight, and, you know, you're not shipping glass or liquid across the country. So, and it's shelf stable. So you don't have to worry about that. You know, it can be left outside, you know, with a UPS truck or something. I think it's, I think you have a lot of benefits going on. Christine, fantastic to just kind of dig in and, and chat with you a little bit more and to learn more about Moodify and, and kind of what you're, uh, what you're tackling. It's a big, it's a big issue and glad to, glad to know we've got somebody out there working on it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people working on it. We're just trying to do a little bit, uh, do our part on a really important issue. And thank you so much for inviting me and being so open and easy to talk to um, and making it fun. As you said before we started, let's have fun with it. So I've had fun and I really appreciate you. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Music to my ears. Good. See, that's good feedback for me. There's a live sample for me right there. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, thank you so much for joining us today on Winning at Work. Thank you so much.